God bless you today. That's my opening quote. God bless you today. Oh my heavens, what a beautiful day we have here. It's uh, getting to be kind of fall weather here. It's going to be warm the next couple days, but the good thing is, is that at night, it cools down. And you know what? I'll take it. Oh man, what a nice, nice day. Anyway, so, uh, getting into the podcast here, those of you who, uh, who are getting into this whole poultry homestead thing, I really gotta, got to, uh, got to, uh, talk to you about some incubators. You know what I mean? I mean, my very first incubator that I have ever gotten uh, is a Nurture Right 360 incubator, okay? Um, I had the temperature, I got one of these deals, it's an egg, and then the thermometer is on the inside of the egg, and it's got a cord that runs to a digital display, and the, so I can only check how accurate the temperature of the incubator is, you know, for a short period of time because, you know, I, I do 22 eggs at a time and <clears throat> it, it has its own turner and, and it's, I just don't want to risk, you know, tangling up this, this beautiful temperature checker that I have. So I put it in there for a short period of time and I check the temperature, you know, for an hour or two, whatever it is. And if it turns the, egg, <clears throat> the eggs once, it will actually, um, it, it'll still work. But if, it, if, you know, I leave it in there for a couple of days, then, well, it, it doesn't really, it, it might get all tangled up or whatever. So I gotta really watch how I do my temperature gauge. But anyway, my temperature in my incubator is accurate. And I was one of the lucky ones because a lot of people that got the Nurture Right 360 claim that their temperature and humidity is not accurate, while mine is accurate and I'm very happy. So far it's accurate. I'll probably check it once every few months. I, what am I on? Four, let's see here. One, two, three, four. Four times hatching with it. It's been remarkable. I've been getting over 50% hatch rates with it. Last time I did a dry hatch though, I will say this, I got right at a 50% hatch. So if you're looking into incubators, as far as I'm concerned, for the small time incubator, for like just Johnny hatch a couple frickin' broods a year type incubator incubator. That Nurture Right 360 is the real deal. There's a lot of people that have them. Fact is, I'll say that it's probably one of the more, I'm not gonna say that most people have a Nurture Right 360 than any other incubator, but it's probably the hottest at home Johnny Hobby Job incubator on the market right now. It doesn't mean the most people have them, it doesn't mean it's the biggest selling, but it's the biggest up-and-comer that I have seen in the incubator world. You almost you almost can't Google incubator and not come up with Nurture Aid 360. So, 
Hey, and what, and what can I say? They make carousels for everything. I mean, as far as like quail eggs, you can get 40 something quail eggs in it. You can get 22 chicken eggs in it. Uh, duck eggs, they make carousels for those. I mean, you gotta order them off of a uh, somebody that has a 3D printer. And some of them come in pieces in the mail and some of them are ordered as one piece. You may wanna look into how you order that. But anyway, it's not, this podcast isn't just about the Nurture Aid 360. The only reason I'm telling you about the Nurture Aid 360 is because I have one. But I have been researching cabinet incubators. Now, if you don't know what a cabinet incubator is, it holds and hatches a substantial amount more. A cabinet incubator, okay, usually, now, now you can buy like an incubator and a hatcher, okay, and be like a kind of a commercial operation type deal. And you can do that, you can buy, you know, like say a, um, a, a 400 egg incubator and then have a 400 egg hatcher sitting next to it you know and each of them will be you know like a thousand bucks okay so for two thousand bucks you can hatch 400 and incubate 400 you know but a hatcher in my mind would be for somebody that has like several 400 egg incubators and then a hatcher and I'll tell you why what you do is like every four or five days you would set eggs in one of the trays get it incubating four or five days later you set another incubator and then four or five days later you set another incubator because it's every 21 days so this gives you time to hatch out chicks clean it up and then load it up again with the ones that go on lockdown right so to minimize the handling of eggs and to get the most you can out of your hatcher and or incubator you know because incubators have a different humidity level than a hatcher you know when you go on lockdown with a hatch they usually up your humidity level quite a bit so they also make a cabinet incubator and hatcher with a hatcher in the bottom. Now, this is for people who are not as particular about uh, their humidity, I think. Or that's my guess, anyhow. They're not quite as, as going on about it. So you have, say, three trays that are incubating and then one hatcher in the bottom. So what you do is you set your eggs in the one tray. A few days later, a few, day, few days later, you set your trays and eggs in the next tray, and then a few days later, you, you set your eggs in the next tray. Which, in that case, you know, say you were doing 70 eggs in each tray, and then you can hatch 70 eggs. You would again set your eggs in the hatcher while the other two sets are incubating and then once those are hatched out you would set your other ones and then just keep doing that as you go and keep it in rotation so once a day you'd be able to put your chicks in the brooder the ones that are hatched out 
or send them in the mail and then grab your other eggs, put them down in the hatcher and then get it ready for the next person and the next person and the next person. So if you had like a, a commercial hatching operation, you could keep doing that and then not only that, but I mean, you're, you're, you're feeding your chickens outside, you're collecting your eggs, you're getting them ready, and you're, and you're getting them ready for incubation, you know, and then getting the most profitability out of your incubator and hatcher as you can. The only advantage I can see, though, to having that hatcher is that humidity level kept at that high humidity just in the hatcher so you can have your incubators going. It is pretty neat though to think that you could use one hatcher for like a bunch of incubators. You understand what I mean? Like say you had a bunch of cabinet incubators and all they were was incubators and then you had a hatcher with like four or five trays in it. You could literally run a hatch on just tons of them if you wanted to keep the ebb and flow of chicks running. You know what I mean? And you can do all this for a couple thousand dollars. You know, for like two thousand dollars, you could very likely get um, five... This is how commercial operations work. You could get like, let's say, for instance, you would get, for $2,000, you'd get one, two, three, you'd get three incubators and one hatcher, you know, because they're around, you can get them for around 500 bucks a piece, you can get them for around 1000 bucks a piece, you can pay as much as you want for these, as far as commercial incubators go, but for just Johnny Hatcher, you know, I mean, like, a lot of people that I am seeing on the internet are using either something like mine, like a Nurture Aid 360, or a hubbubator, or a smaller incubator. Um, another one that's really popular is like the Little Giant brand, which to be honest is built just down the road from us um, in Glencoe, Minnesota. Uh, that's literally, I drive through that town just about every day on my way to work. So, um, but anyway, that that's a really good incubator. The only thing is, is it, it's, it's one of those styrofoam ones. It's a lot cheaper than the other ones, but you can't exactly see every chick hatch in that incubator. You know what I mean? The real popular ones are the ones that are coming around that uh, people can see their chicks hatch in. So that's something that's becoming really popular. And uh, for, for the price, you know, I mean, being able to watch your chicks hatch that's pretty amazing, you know. So anyway, just something to think about. And uh, if you're getting into the incubators and getting into hatching your own chicks, my heavens, I absolutely cannot stress enough that this is something everybody should do whether you keep your chicks or not. I mean, just about any chicken farmer will take more chickens. If you wanted to, like say for Easter, hatch out a bunch of chicks, and I mean, you can almost set your watch if you set the um, if you set the incubator right and you set your eggs on time. You can almost set your watch 
as to what day they'll hatch. At least that's the way my incubator is. And I mean, when I'm hatching out quail and stuff, a lot of times, I mean, everything hatches out within 12 hours of each other, which is really, really amazing. I mean, as to how efficient God's handiwork is in that. So, my suggestion to you is to either borrow an incubator from somebody or get one of these incubators and just try it for your homestead and try hatching out your own. Um, I mean, when you order chicks from the hatchery and you get them, yeah, you might get the breeds you want, but my heavens, I mean, these one, these chicks that I'm hatching out, I mean, they're cranking out eggs like you wouldn't believe, and there's no, they're barnyard mix, you know, uh, some big, some little, some different colors, um, it depends how particular you are, but I mean, just, uh, the satisfaction of hatching and raising your own chicks is a really big deal to me, so, I mean, from now on, I mean, yeah, I'll still be getting chicks from the feed store, you know, so we can get a few of those breeds that we want. But, you know, with Antonio and Captain Studmuffin sitting there, uh, you know, breeding all these hens, and we're, we're sitting pretty good. And uh, we're sitting pretty self-sustainable in that. Uh, if you really want to go old school, though, they do make, and I have seen on Craigslist, some of those Amish oil lamp incubators which thank god you have technology on your side nowadays and thermometers because you really would have to check as to how you would want to do that uh you'd have to have some humidity in there but um you use an oil lamp as your heat device and you it takes a long time to set that i bet you know you'd probably put it on an extremely low flame and you'd have to keep it a good ways off of that incubator in a very still room and then having your pans full of humidity it's there's something to be said i mean for having something like that and if uh if shit ever hit the fan and we all lost power you'd still be able to uh come up with chicks and make your own food so anyway it's just something that 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 i've seen but uh anyway just talking the incubators today Sorry if it's a little noisy. I'm in uh, one of the work vans, a big one-ton that's full, chock full of beer. And I just couldn't be happier. Um, yeah, if you want to connect, if you got any more questions about incubation, I am not by any means a complete expert. But like I say, I've done four hatches now. I've been uh, researching the cabinet incubators and gosh you know i mean the kind of operation i want to run i really think we could get into that you know and for the the resale on these cabinet incubators if you did get one is so up there and on to par with what you bought it for i mean you really don't lose that much by getting it plus you get to use it you know and if you clean it nice and sanitize it hey you know i mean that's what i say i mean that's that's i'm all about that so Anyway, uh, next spring, winter, springtime, you know, I'll probably have to uh, convince my wife that that's what we need. And uh, I'll be getting into some big-time hatching. I don't mind. I really, really don't mind. Anyway, God bless you all. Thank you for listening today. Uh, You know how to connect. 
you know where to find me on Instagram. No secret here. And uh, God bless you again. You know, I don't really have much of an opening quote, but uh, I'm just wishing you the best of luck in your adventures here. And we're all, uh, you've heard this way too much, and I'm, yes, I'm going to piss pound this saying to death, but we are all in this together. Uh, so uh, if you have any advice for me on egg incubation that I did not cover, I would absolutely love to hear it. And by the way, big shout out to all my listeners in the United States of America. I've, uh, that's my, by and far my biggest listening audience. Probably because we all speak English and uh, probably because all of you have nothing better to do. But listen to this. So, God bless you. Glad you're here today. Um, and I gave a shout out to Australia yesterday. That is my second largest listening community. God bless you, and thank you for listening. Anyway, have a good one.